Hey everyone, this is Lee Hoy coming to you from 6,431 feet up in the Davis Mountains of West Texas, where I call home. Welcome to the first episode of Capturing Nature, the nature photography podcast that examines the creative, technical, and unpredictable elements of photography in the wild outdoors. Here we go. Well, hey there, everyone. This is Lee Hoy again, and I am recording here not long after Christmas Day 2021. And I'm going to be honest, it was a crappy-ass Christmas. I'm here to tell you what. I'd been up in Oklahoma visiting my brother and sister-in-law and my two nieces, and I left home. I left their home, I should say, about 6.30 a.m. near Norman, Oklahoma, and began to drive to Fort Worth to meet with a potential uh, photography workshop instructor. I had lunch with them at a steakhouse about 1130. I don't remember what time it was. And then I headed out and got to my wife's place in Georgetown, Texas, around 430 p.m. So as I got unpacked, I finally sat down, was ready to relax, settle in for many days off and enjoy my wife's presence, have Christmas. Well, about five minutes after arriving, I got a text that my niece had tested positive for COVID. Well, I haven't had it. I've been vaccinated and I wasn't feeling bad at all, but obviously I wanted to be safe with my wife and my stepsons who'd already had COVID. So I immediately repacked the truck and drove to our home in Fort Davis, uh, Texas, in the mountains outside of town, which is a seven and a half hour drive. So I arrived at 1.30 a.m. and then proceeded to spend the next few days by myself. And on December 23rd, I opted to get my COVID booster. Just, you know, I'm sure it might be required to continue traveling and doing workshops. So I got the booster and the first two shots, I had no effect, no soreness in my arms, nothing. And I will be darned if on the 24th, I did not feel miserable. Chills, aches, horrible headaches lots of pain and just feeling miserable and Christmas Day was not a whole lot better so here I am by myself on top of the mountain away from family and planning and working on this podcast and I felt so bad I didn't feel like doing anything I have been looking forward to this podcast I've been contemplating starting a podcast now for well over a year knowing how much I enjoy teaching being a child of educators uh, my grandfather was a professor of reading at the University of Oklahoma and and I believe at Baylor my mom and dad were educators one over 40 years another over 30 years I love teaching and for me uh, teaching what I love what I'm passionate about and watching that have an impact on folks really drives me to excellence to work obscenely hard every chance I get and to do everything I can to help my clients. And as I contemplated starting a podcast for nature photographers, in case you don't know me, let me just give you a little tip. I am a blend of OCD. In fact, Kevin Laughlin, owner of Wildside Nature Tours, who I also serve as a photography workshop instructor for, he says I am CDO because the letters need to be in alphabetical order. I want everything to be done the best. I don't know how many times I've re-recorded this opening episode because I wanted to be a reflection of who I really am. As soon as you put on headphones and a microphone in front of you, I act as if I need to be Dan Rather or Walter Cronkite and all of a sudden have an extremely formal approach. When the fact is, I'm just basically a pretty well-educated redneck who was born in Oklahoma and grew up in both Oklahoma and Texas, and I call myself a Toki. 
I'm not formal. I love to laugh. I, I have a PhD in being a smart ass and a master's of divinity, which often really uh, throws people off when when you're that wired that way. I, I, I want us to have fun. I want it to be informational. I want it to be educational. I want it to be inspirational. Those are the three all words in a row there that are, are really designed to capture you. The reality is, is I so appreciate every client, every listener's, Every person engages me. I'm so thankful for their time because of all the currencies we own in life. To me, the most precious is time. If we want more money, we can go get more jobs. We can we can get more education and try to get a better job. We can open more businesses. We can do whatever to try to generate more money. Uh, you know, if your currency is relationships, well, you can go make more friends. You know, there's all kinds of opportunities to increase relationships. But the one thing about time is no matter what you do, you are never going to generate more than 24 hours in a day, 365 days in a year. And that is the great equalizer amongst mankind for me is time because we all have the same amount. Regardless of talent, regardless of finances, regardless of education, we are all given the same amount of time. So when you choose to engage me, that's an investment of your time. And so I want it to be a great bang for your buck. If, if you choose to spend time with me as a client, I want to make sure that you go back with every ounce of energy expended. And my clients often say that, all right, Lee, I've had enough. I'm tired. Let's go. And I'm thinking, oh, there's still some more great light. You know, I can't tell you how long I wrestled with how long, what was going to be the name of this podcast. And I finally settled on capturing nature. And, and I settled on that name because of this. I, since the time I was a child, have absolutely loved and dreamed about nature. You know, when your parents are educators, you're not going on big, fancy, expensive vacations at all. My mom and dad would often take me to the zoo. They would take me to local wildlife refuges. And so Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge in, in southwestern Oklahoma is near and dear to my heart. And on an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about photographing buffalo. I know it's bison. I just don't care. I grew up in Oklahoma with a love for the Old West. And it's not bison hunters. It's buffalo hunters. It's not bison bill. It's buffalo bill, right? It's not it's not bison nickel. It's buffalo nickel. I understand the Latin as well as anyone, but it's buffalo. That's the best title. Bison just sounds too European. Don't worry, I'll use both. And, and if that gets you too worked up to really enjoy it, there will probably be some outstanding podcasts on accounting or on organizing sock drawers. And that would probably be a better investment of your time if me using buffalo really pushes you over the edge. I settled on capturing nature because this background of mine, growing up loving all forms of wildlife, my brother and I spent much time as kids walking up and down creeks, flipping rocks, catching whatever we could, you know, playing with horned lizards in our yard or AKA horny toads. I know they're not toads too, but you know, when you have a special memory, when you're a kid, those kind of things stick with you. My dad knew that you couldn't keep them alive because they ate ants. So we could play with them for a little while and then we had to let them go. And they were very common in our yards in central Texas and, and parts of Oklahoma growing up. And so for me, it has always been this passion about things that move or scenery. 
My favorite magazines as a child were National Geographic, Texas Highways, Arizona Highways, and Texas Parks and Wildlife. And I'm honored by the time you're listening to this podcast, I will have my second cover for Parks and Wildlife magazine. And my only regret is that my grandparents, who really introduced me also to a large part of exploring and the outdoors and taking me to Big Bend National Park for my first time, which is my favorite place in the world. I wish they could have seen these covers, but when I would get to their house, we'd drive to Waco to visit them. And the first thing I would do is I'd run around their house and I'd grab all the Nat Geos. I would grab Parks and Wildlife, Arizona Highways, those, those magazines I mentioned, and I would read the ones I hadn't read since I was last there. And if Nat Geo had special maps, uh, that really fascinated me. I would open it up and I would look at those maps and dream about what it might be like to explore the places represented on those maps. And it's probably not too much of a coincidence that my Bachelor of Arts from the University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, is in geography with an emphasis in cartography. Maps have always been very near and dear to me because they represent real places that are just begging to be explored. All of these things have come together in a way to influence my photography today. Again, I would dream about these locations. And so I am like a kid in a candy store. I shoot on site until I absolutely am exhausted. I don't want to miss any opportunities. I want to try to discover as many things as I can. I much more enjoy photographing things I find than what others find. I'll photograph them and I enjoy it, but there's something about the thrill of discovery and exploration. And I hope that's what you find episode after episode in this podcast, that my voice becomes a inspiration to you, just like the maps, the magazines, and my family members were to me, that you will dream about places, that your photography will get better, that you'll learn about the subjects. And by nature photography, I'm including the following genres, and these are the genres that I love uh, to photograph. Birds and wildlife, and I know those are really the same thing in a way, but for photography, we generally separate them. I know a lot of people who photograph birds that really have no interest in mammals or snakes or insects. And, of course, macro photography, which for me really does include insect and, and much reptile and amphibian photography. I enjoy landscape photography. And night sky, I don't get enough of a chance out here in Big Bend to do as much night sky because I'm often busy doing birding tours at some of the peak times of year. And I really enjoy doing high-speed flash photography of hummingbirds and then high-speed flash photography of insects. And I do that using Cognosis uh, products, and we'll, I'm sure, have some episodes about that. And then I've just gotten into uh, camera trapping. And, you know, the problem is there's only so much you can do. I would love to do deep space photography. And, uh, you know, occasionally I'll dabble in street photography, particularly out here in West Texas at Christmas time. So those are some of the areas that we'll be addressing throughout different episodes of this podcast. And I'm hoping to produce at least two podcasts a month. That's what we're going to be aiming for to begin with. And who knows if we can increase it. Although my love is really being in the field and teaching people to photograph. I will be recording some of these episodes on site. I know some of the upcoming episodes you'll be looking at will be from Yellowstone. I'll be in Amazon and other locations throughout this upcoming year where I'll be recording. The format for this podcast, what I'm really shooting for, is a podcast that encapsulates a morning TV show, like Good Morning America or the Today Show, where we're going to have a variety of segments. One reason we're going to have that is because I get bored easy. I don't know if you gave me like autofocus. Could I do a straight 45 minutes or an hour on autofocus? If I have enough information, I can. But I also know 
that because I'm only doing two episodes a month, that if there's one episode that was only one topic and it might not really speak to your interests, that's not really doing you any good as well. There's not really much of a need for you to invest your time in that. Whereas if during each episode for this podcast, you know, if there's four or five different segments and three, four, maybe even all five speak to your, the genres of photography that you pursue, well, awesome. Then you're really getting a good bang for your buck. And again, I always want to take your investment of time in this, you know, I want to take it seriously. And, you know, we plan to produce uh, this podcast and have it available on many of the most popular podcasting apps or sites like, you know, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity. I'm sure there's others I'm not listening that I didn't listen. Listen, listening, one of those words, one of those L words. We'll, We'll go with that. I really want you to kind of come with a level of surprise to each episode. I want it to be exciting for you. I want it to be something you look forward to. I don't want it to be a real formal, boring-ass conversation of one where I'm just speaking to you. I'll even have some episodes where I will solicit input like questions or topics from listeners in our audience and then I'll, I'll spend an entire episode just addressing those because the reality is, is sometimes we, as educators, think we know what other people most want because maybe that was something we were interested in or we needed early on. But the nature of photographer's journey and experience is different for every single person. Yes, there are some commonalities like being completely intimidated by flash photography when you're a beginner. It seems so foreign. It seems so complicated, so challenging. And really, once you grasp the concept, it's it's not that hard once you can understand a few basic principles of the physics of light and a few basic principles of how flashes work. It can be very simple in many ways. And obviously, I am quite confident that from the beginning of this podcast until a year, two, three years in, that we're going to evolve and it'll get better and better. And I'll have more and more opportunities to present to you even a greater variety of topics. I hope this podcast will be different from some others in that I have a long history of sharing with people from my heart. Uh, I know I'm a man and I'm not supposed to be emotional, but my parents raised me to be emotional. Uh, And that emotion can be anger, joy, sorrow, uh, reflection, gratitude. and, And I hope that will come through to you throughout our time together. I also hope that I don't get so caught up on the technical side of podcasts that we lose the creative side. You know, I spent some time reflecting on the purpose statement for this podcast because I, I planted a church from scratch one time. I, I've, I've done a lot of things from scratch, which I really enjoy. And, you know, I read a lot of great books when I was starting the church, like Jim Collins from Good to Great. Uh, I've read a lot of books on mission and purpose and focus. And in the end, I realized, you know, if you don't really know what you're aiming for, you're never going to hit it. And so after a lot of reflection, inquiring from other photographers and trusted sources, I came up with the following purpose statement, and that is capturing nature is the nature photography podcast that examines the creative, technical, and unpredictable elements of photography in the wild outdoors. And I think that statement summarizes well what I hope this journey will be for all of us that there'll be times where we're really hammering on the creative sides of photography. You know, photography, when it's done well, is really a left and right-brained experience because there's the technical side of photography. You can get so wrapped up on mastering that that you have technically correct images, but they're boring. They're not very creative. So we got to have that balance. I like to talk about nature photography experience. And the reality is, is if we go out and we do photography, 
and we don't have an experience out of it, that's kind of a stale practice. But if we go out and have a phenomenal experience, but no images, well, I don't know if we could call that photography. That just might be wildlife watching. And I'm sure there's times where maybe some people set their camera down and do that instead of take images. And that's that's a perfectly fine practice. I prefer looking through my eyepiece where I become honed in on the world in front of me. You know, I love to wander around Panamanian jungles. I was just doing that here in the last month in November. And, you know, at night, using walking around with a headlamp and finding cool macro subjects. Man, when I'm looking through that viewfinder of the rest of the world, it's dark, it's black. I'm hearing, you know, amphibians or nocturnal birds or waves crashing or wind blowing through trees or the, the crunch of the forest floor. But when I'm looking through that viewfinder, I'm honed in on what is right there in front of me. And I, I love that focus that a viewfinder brings to life. And for me, that purpose statement about the unpredictable elements of photography in the wild outdoors, the more we can get a grasp of the unpredictable before it happens, in other words, the more predictable we can make the unpredictable, the more likely we are to capture great images. And a large part of that will be done through learning to read the weather, learning to understand the typical behavior of specific species or genuses of wildlife or insects, there's no issue about photographing wasps or tarantula hawks up close. And tarantula hawks have a powerful sting. I rarely get stung by anything, but I accidentally got stung by one uh, in Big Bend National Park at night when it flew to my headlamp and got under my shirt. And when I put my hands back down, I set it off and it stung me in the belly. And that's an incredibly painful sting. I was able to finish my nighttime tour. But, you know, you can get up real close and photograph them if you learn to look for the look they have when they're about to sting. So, you know, I'll be talking and trying to teach you how to watch for certain behaviors in order to capture better images. And nature photography for me is a overarching genre of the wild world around us. For me, I want it to be that pursuit of the wild that many other people might not get to enjoy. And through our photography, we can share it with those around us. I don't want to bore you, but I do want to give you a little heads up on the structure of this podcast and how it came to be. The things I've thought of, and of course, I'm a huge blend of spontaneity and freedom and structure. You have to have both to be successful. And when I am myself, I am a product of both. So uh, some of these segments, and there may be others, but I want to share with you some of the ideas I've had that I believe would be beneficial in future podcasts. For example, doing outdoor gear reviews with the subtitle, If the Shoe Fits. I spend a great deal of time in researching the purchase of all my gear, whether it be camera gear or non-camera gear. And this particular segment, we'd look at, you know, non-camera gear items that can make or break a photography outing or trip. You know, like what are good gloves to have? I was in Grand Teton National Park two Novembers ago, I guess November of 2020, and it was minus 16 to minus 20 a couple of days. You know what? If you don't have good gloves, that is really tough weather to photograph in. So I've got a lot of ideas on the gear I use inevitably when I'm leading a workshop. I have people ask me about the gear I'm using, and you know, some gears turned out to be great and some have sucked. And if I can help you avoid wasting money on crappy gear, that's awesome. If I can help you invest in great gear, that's even better. 
you know, I, I have planned for my upcoming Yellowstone in winter podcast. I'm going to be talking about what gloves I like to use. Uh, you know, I'll be talking about hiking boots because out here in the harsh desert of Big Bend National Park region, you better have some really good hiking boots to get around. As you may or may not be aware, I am an Olympus ambassador. Uh, that's now going to be OMD ambassador. My apologies there. So as an OMD ambassador, obviously I'm going to talk about my OMD gear. So you'll see break free with Olympus gear, break free with OMD gear. And I'll be talking about specific Olympus gear, but but I don't want you to fret and that I won't be discussing other brands. Uh, you know, not all photographers use OMD yet. I'm working on that. But I will be sharing, uh, particularly when I talk with other photographers, about the gear they use. I have a great friend, Lisa Langell, who's a Tamron ambassador. And, man, she puts those lenses to phenomenal use, and I'm sure she'll share with us on that in a future podcast. Another area I'll be talking about is setting yourself up for success, and that is getting to know the technical side of photography. When we don't understand our gear or the principles of photography, like the trinity of photography that I often talk about, the trinity of photography being shutter speed, aperture or f-stop, and I'll use those terms interchangeably, and ISO. If you don't have a great grasp of that and you're struggling with it in the field, it is going to be very hard, say, to capture wildlife action if the light's changing right? You're so struggling with just trying to get the exposure correct that forget trying to get focus on crazy action, uh, even with advances in bird tracking and wildlife tracking autofocus, you know. So as I can help you develop a much stronger foundation on the technical side of photography, because what I want, I want you to get to where your camera gear and the technical side of photography is not an obstacle, but it becomes like one with you then you can focus on the creative side of it even more. The technical side should be like second nature, you know, moving your autofocus points around if you're not using some form of tracking. That should just be second nature. It shouldn't be something you have to stop, drop your camera and think about, because if you do, you're missing images, right? We're gonna be taking a look at a segment called On the Road. This will be about traveling and destinations for outdoor photography. What are some tips and tricks when it comes to traveling to outdoor uh, photography locations or nature photography locations. I want to share with you, of course, some of the most popular hotspots. Like with Wildside, I go to the Galapagos Islands. I go to Ecuador, Costa Rica, Yellowstone in winter, Glacier National Park. We do one out here in Big Bend. And for precision camera and video in Austin, Texas for that store. I do workshops like Bosque del Apache. I do some hummingbird ones here at my house. I'll be adding other locations. I'm going to be doing a Panama one for them as well as Wildside. So we've got all these destinations. Well, you know, sometimes people think they can do it cheaper on their own. And you know what? You can sometimes do it cheaper on your own. But do you know where to find certain subjects when you get there? Do you know the best place to stay or good places to eat? Well, we might and we, we do. And that might be the benefit of not just learning about what a great destination to go to, but who to go with. You know, when you're on the road, what are some things you need to consider? Security. What do you need to consider when it comes to airports? So we'll have different segments on being on the road and getting out and photographing. As I kind of hinted to earlier, I came into bird watching through photography and I got so into birding, I set my camera down. And one day I was reflecting on a trip in 1997 to Alaska where I was on the Pribilof Islands. I did Nome and 
I had set my camera down because I was so into listing and, and recording the species of birds I'd seen. And one day I was reflecting on some of the special experiences, like on the Pribilofs, I got up one morning before anybody else. I'm sitting on the coast, on the, and, you know, these cliffs uh, that overlook where all these birds nest. And I'm sitting right at the edge and an Arctic fox walks right up next to me and sits down. Uh, they're not hunted on the island, so they're not afraid of people there. No camera. I, I watched a harbor seal eating a small halibut that morning no images. I had, you know, all the beautiful birds on the cliffs, no images. Uh, had muskox nice and close near Nome, Alaska, no images. And one day I got to reflecting on that. And I thought, oh my gosh, what did I do? So I picked my camera back up. And over time, I quit worrying about listing all the things I saw and experiencing the things I saw. And I have no issues if you like to record everything you've seen. But, you know, I have heard some sad phrases from photographers like, oh, I photographed that before. And, and I'm sorry, I, I, that never resonates with me. It's a, kind of sad to me. And that kind of leads me into this know before you click, understand your subject. This will be a segment where I'm going to help you anticipate how certain things might behave. Anticipate when are good times to see, you know, deer in rut. Or how might a bird fly into a perch? They don't all fly in the same way. How can you anticipate what's about to happen? how to find insects or snakes or amphibians, where to go to photograph certain species. That'll be the topics of know before you click. Now, this will be a fun one. If you've ever been on a workshop with me, you've probably inevitably heard me go on at least one rant. I can really get worked up and get up on a good soapbox on certain topics. And so this segment will be called Clicked Off. <laughs> These are going to be things or topics that frustrate me, aggravate me to no end. For instance, when, I, when I'm scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and I see a post of a composite, usually fairly poorly done. Sometimes people are pretty good at it, but it's so obvious regardless of how good you are. When people take a, a long telephoto lens image of a raptor and then they stick it against a stormy or bright sunset background where the light isn't consistent, and even if it's consistent, the difference in field of view per the focal lengths is very obvious. And, you know, oh my God, I trust me, there'll probably be a 15, 20 minute rant about that one day. But those kind of things, you know, maybe poor photography ethics or the debate on what some people think is very serious, which may or may not be. And I'm sure I'll tick some people off. I'm pretty good at that in life, it seems. But that'll be maybe just a fun rant that you can join in with me on and maybe agree with me, maybe disagree with me. Uh, to be honest, either way, I don't care. <laughs> You know, when it comes to scrolling through images online, I see so many images that I know would benefit from great post-processing. So I came up with a segment called the Photographer Screen, and that'll be where we'll have some post-processing tips, tricks, and tutorials. And yes, we'll talk about those on a podcast, but one thing I've been discussing with my sound engineer is the possibility of adding some video that we could put up on our YouTube channel where you could also have like videos that would go along with each podcast because there are certain things that you just can't do as well through audio as you can doing it on video. So the photographer screen, and I'll, I'll confess, I'm, I'm a primarily a Lightroom editor. I experimented with Capture One. And while I believe the base processing engine is a little bit better, particularly with OMD RAW files, I still found it to be not quite as intuitive and certainly very poor. There's, there are no organizational abilities in it. And yes, you can get photo mechanic and photo mechanic loads up raw files very quickly. I tried all that, but in the long run, particularly with a lot of Lightroom's most recent uh, additions, particularly the new masking feature, which revolutionized the way I edit my images, I 
just found that these other packages, they just didn't do all the things I wanted them to do. So while most of what I'll be discussing is Lightroom, obviously I hope at times maybe I can feature some folks on the podcast who do use other editing packages. I go into Photoshop occasionally. I find it very clunky. I find it very counterintuitive. Uh, and it really wasn't designed for photographers. But there are some things I still go in there to do. But Lightroom is slowly, gradually reducing the number of things I need to go into Photoshop for. And thank God, I really uh, don't have a great relationship with it. You know, and I am not the only photographer you can learn from. So I'm going to have a segment on occasion called Clicking With. And this will be where I interview other nature photographers and other people in the industry, you know, maybe from certain camera systems or whatever. I know that in my life, I've been heavily influenced by some phenomenal professors, by some outstanding books. You know, I tried reading a lot of books on Lightroom, and most of them are like recipe books. You know, like if you're trying to teach a chimp how to edit, if you want to increase clarity, slide it to the right. If you want to decrease it, slide it to left. Well, no crap, Sherlock. That's brilliant. Like, I really spent $38 on a book to tell me that. But what does clarity do? And thank God for folks like Jeff Shuey, who wrote The uh, Digital Negative. All of a sudden, I read that book. I'm like, ah, that's what clarity does. That is the kind of influence that all of a sudden makes me jump way ahead in my abilities and my understanding and my uh, post-processing and my images. So I want to be able to talk to a wide variety of people and have you learn from folks who've also had a big impact on myself and maybe some who haven't yet that I don't even know about. So you could look forward to at times with interviews from other people and not just continuous monologues. I am big on experiences you've talked about. I'm not a tremendously sentimental guy in terms of things. I have very few things that I I really don't ever want to lose in terms of physical possessions. However, you cannot take my memories away from me. And that is one of my greatest things in life is to know that every time I look at one of my images, it brings back an experience for me. And that is key. So one segment you can look forward to is called The Experience blending the technical and creative aspect of nature photography. See, life is really short in many ways. And if we don't spend it developing a sense of experience, then I don't know what we're really trying to accomplish. I find for me that that reflecting on moments and times is very powerful for me emotionally, mentally, physically, uh, sometimes financially, you know, in, in a variety of ways, those experiences are the sum of who I am. And the result of those experiences have shaped and formed who I am as a nature photographer, as a husband, as a brother, you know, as a grandfather. I'm papster, by the way. Oh, I love that term. And and my oldest grandson, who, who just turned four, is absolutely loving wildlife. So that's got me totally stoked. And, and these experiences, when it comes to photography, should be a blend of the technical and the creative side of photography. And so we will talk about how do we take left and right brain and make them work together so that our nature of photography is even better and how that when we miss an image we're not so upset we ruin the day for ourselves and even others p.s you can expect some episodes on how to be a good photography workshop participant or a good nature photographer in general but i definitely want to hammer on the creative side of photography because no matter how creative you are by nature you still need to work on developing those abilities you know you still have to invest the time in it I think there is a lack of inspiration in the American culture at the moment, other than occasionally, for a lot of people, Kim Kardashian's backside. And that's kind of sad, I believe, where we're at. 
the reality is we're surrounded by a lot of great inspiration and most modern media seems to ignore it. But what I'm going to do is I am not going to ignore it because I know that certain things throughout my life, I can look back on books, people, moments, words, pithy statements, images. So many things have come together to inspire me to be better, to work harder, to do more, to take advantage, to learn and grow. So I hope that this podcast will be a source of inspiration for you, not only as a nature photographer, but as a person in general. I believe the more inspired we are, the better we are overall. So seeing through the lens will be a segment where I hope to give you new perspectives on inspiration, maybe taking inspiration from places we never thought about before. And I also plan in my clicking with segments to interview photographers who are phenomenal at creativity and inspiration, because the more of that we get, the better our photography will be. And of course, we'd be remiss if at times we don't talk about the future of nature photography. This segment will be discussing conservation, preservation, and education. The reality is we're losing places to go do nature photography. We're losing species. And I'm not a fan of the whole negative approach to quote-unquote environmentalism. And, and I use quote-unquote because I don't consider myself an environmentalist. I much prefer to be thought of as a conservationist. Because if we don't protect, if we don't protect wild spaces, if we don't protect wild species, if we don't get honest about things like feral cats and the impact they have on wild populations, you can't even hardly have a logical conversation with people anymore on that topic unless they happen to already agree with you. We as nature photographers can play a critical role in this because we can use our images to have an impact. You know, NAMPA, the North American Nature Photography Association, in their showcase uh, competition, they added a topic for conservation photography, and rightfully so. We have to be out there documenting things, both to inspire people and educate people on what is happening and what is out there. And, you know, nature is a, a tough SOB. It can recover quick when given a chance. And, you know, we have to preserve wild spaces and, and we have to manage them. I want to occasionally have segments where we talk about topics. I, I, for the first time at Bosque del Apache in New Mexico, uh, just here in late November, I witnessed some really poor photographer behavior, and I'd not witnessed it before. And I'll be sharing with you about things like that. You know, my group, I'd educated them and prepared them, and I saw some things that were frankly very disappointing and, and angering when I was out there. So we have to talk about conserving, preserving, and educating, because if there is no future for nature photography, what a depressing thought. You know, I, I've read about and heard about all these folks excited to go to Mars. And I thought, oh, my God, I'd rather be shot in the foot with a large caliber bullet. I can't imagine a more depressing existence than on the dead planet Mars. You know, I'm sure some people would be ecstatic and they think it'd be awesome. Rock on. But if I wake up and I don't hear leaves rustling or see snakes crawling or butterflies flitting about, I, I don't care. So for me, this is going to be a huge area of my passion in talking about it. In this introduction to the Capturing Nature podcast, what I hope you see is that what is going to be in this for you if you invest your time in it? And again, I want to reflect on educating you on the technical, creative, and personal side of nature photography. I hope to introduce you to other professional nature photographers. I hope to inspire you to go certain places. I hope to help you change your life in ways to develop better photography habits. I hope to influence you to go out and make a difference with your photography. I hope to help you post-process your images better. 
I hope to introduce you to a world of nature photography, some of which you've never experienced before, and to take you to destinations using the medium of auditory and occasionally video to have the same impact on you that I felt when I cracked open those special Nat Geo maps. That's what I hope to be for you, is that same level of inspiration, of pushing you, of challenging you, maybe even of ticking you off at times. You know, I have found that some of the biggest changes in my life came when I, I had the strongest reaction to something. But the more time I spent reflecting on it, the more time I spent contemplating, the more I thought, you know what? Yeah, uh, that kind of ticked me off at first, but I actually think it's something I need to think about and perhaps change my mind on. And through those challenges, through those differences, you know what? Yep, I became a different person. And that for me is very important. Well, as I draw near the end of this introductory podcast, I hope that you will look forward to joining me in the future on each episode. And so to do that, there's a couple of things I want to share with you here as we begin to uh, wrap it up. You can really help me out because, you know, this is a significant investment of time, energy, and effort, and I want to make sure it's having a difference. If you will click the like button and subscribe button, you're going to help me uh, help others. And I want to thank you for that. I thank you for taking your time today. Thank you, listeners, even on this very first episode. And if you'd like to follow me more, uh, then what I'd encourage you to do besides liking and subscribing is go to my Facebook page, Big Ben Birding and Photo Tours, and give that a like. I also lead workshops for Wildside Nature Tours out of Yardley, Pennsylvania. Kevin Lachlan, you'll be hearing from him soon on an episode. You could go to Wildside Nature Tours and give them a like as well. And then Precision Camera and Audio out of Austin, Texas. I'd love for you to follow me on Instagram. That is one long word, Big Ben Birding Photo Tours. That Instagram is Big Bend Birding Photo Tours. Uh, you'd do me a big favor if you'd subscribe to the Wildside Nature Tours newsletter at their website and for precision camera and video. In addition, I really hope that if you can at some point that you would join me out in the field for a workshop or a, a private tour here in Big Bend National Park, I will be introducing you to a variety of things. And uh, what I hope is that I might get to know some of you personally. I really relish getting to know and meet uh, my clients and getting involved in their life and helping make a difference in them. I don't know what all we're going to encounter over the next many years, however long this podcast is able to be presented, but I do know this. It'll be fun, it'll be challenging, and it will be educational. So that's going to be it for today. My next couple of podcasts are going to come to you from Yellowstone National Park in winter, and I hope you have a great day. Get out, go shoot.